I've heard mixed things about these guys. They have a 100% success rate. It's not that they win, it's how they win that worries me. Repeat. Coming in hot on platform TT397. So why haven't I heard of this squad? Experimental Unit Clone Force 99. The defective clones with the uh, desirable mutations. 99, eh? Huh. Nice touch. They call themselves the Bad Batch. The cavalry has arrived! Hello and welcome to episode 7 of Force Time. My name is Travis and I am here with... Nicholas Peroni. Nicholas Peroni, switching it up a little bit. Uh, we are two episodes in to New Clone Wars, so we wanted to chat about the first two episodes, uh, The Bad Batch and A Distant Echo. So today's episode will be all about those two. Uh, first thing, after the, seeing the first two episodes, how are you feeling? Uh, the, the animation is pristine. I mean, it's, it's better than I thought it would be. Uh, so watching, you know, revamping and watching Clone Wars to get to this new uh, 12 episodes. And then also watching the unfinished reels prior to knowing that these, first, these new first four episodes would be a, a re-delve into those. It's just amazing what they've done just to make it so much more crisper and uh, just you can see like the emotion on everyone's I don't know it just seems completely different it seems like a different kind of a cartoon but yeah now that we've seen old Clone Wars unfinished reels and these I'm very happy that they've come back. I agree I I vividly remember the very the first episode of the original Bad Batch unfinished reel because I watched it recently the other three I haven't watched as recently so I didn't remember exactly what happened within the entire arc and so episode two was a little bit newer to me but just coming right in the first episode I mean it felt just totally different obviously the animation's so good uh the music is good the emotions are higher just because the facial expressions and everything like that so really it did feel like a brand new episode that was one thing I was kind of worried about was uh, I've already seen this but it, it just feels totally brand new so we have the two episodes the bad batch a distant echo the, the bad batch starts off with embrace others for their differences for that makes you whole yeah, I mean, it's just a lot of those uh, quotes at the beginning really have are a heart of the episode if you find the time to, to read the quote and then actually pay attention during it. But yeah, I mean, that, that one's perfect for the start of this episode. I mean, it's basically just saying embrace others for their differences. You know, you are regs, as they call them, aren't this bad batch and you're going to have a different opinion of them and they're going to have a different opinion of you. But in 
totality, you're going to need each other to, for this mission to succeed. And Rex is going to really, really need to simulate to the Bad Batch to make you know, his goal come to fruition, to find Echo. Yeah, it's a really fun dynamic between Rex and Cody and the Bad Batch right from the beginning, just kind of learning who the Bad Batch is. And really what I love about the first episode is that it just feels so Star Wars that it throws you right into the middle of the battle, like right in the middle, just like Revenge of the Sith opening scene is what that kind of felt like to me. So we get the Bad Batch right off the bat first And we're going to talk a little bit about both episodes, so don't limit it to just the first episode, but do you have a favorite Bad Batch character out of the four Bad Batch clones? Yeah, I like like Crosshair uh, the best. He's just kind of quiet and about his business um you know just just you know the sniper and nothing you can't go wrong with a sniper and hunter you know he got his skill is like a infinite ability to sense different things so kind of like a daredevil if you want to go into the marvel world uh heightened sense yeah i those are we do my favorites I think, and you said the Marvel world, and it reminded me, I just listened to Sky Talker's episode about uh, the first episode, The Bad Batch, and they kind of brought up that um, it does kind of feel Marvel-ish uh, because of they all have their different av- abilities, and then they like show up, and it's like, uh, what reminded me the most is right when they show up and they have that really cool theme that I don't think we've ever heard before, uh, but it kind of reminded me of March of the Resistance uh, from Force Awakens and everything, and you get them right from the beginning, and they all have these different abilities, and I really liked that, and just thinking about when this would have actually released, you know, five, six years ago, um, Marvel was still big and everything uh, but just you know obviously it's gotten bigger the last few years with the end of the avengers and everything like that so it's interesting to kind of see that dynamic but yeah hunter what i've seen with hunter going around is uh i don't know have you ever seen hot shots yeah, yeah. so he kind of looks like topper from hot shots like topper yeah i never thought of that until you said that yeah kind of a kind of a mix between uh topper and uh and Rambo, which Topper is basically a Rambo Rambo character, uh, but yeah, I really liked Hunter. He's just like kind of cool guy, like mysterious. He has that answer when they, he's asked in the second episode, "Who do you report to?" Is what Rex asks him, and he's like, "Oh, I don't know. You know, I don't know who that is." So that's like, what does that mean? Do you actually have orders from anybody? Like, it made me think of Palpatine right away. Like, is is Palpatine like behind this? Was it not just, you know, an accidental desirable mutations? Was it him trying to build super, super soldiers? So that was my first take on that was maybe it was, you know, maybe it was a Palpatine thing. And out of all the clones, there's only these four. I mean, it would seem like there would be more out there. Maybe they haven't been identified or I don't know. It's just my initial thought. Maybe, how could there just be four of the billions of clones they make? Yeah, that's what they're called desirable mutations. So it's was that on purpose? Was it just like prototypes of other droids or other clones that they're going to make? So I don't know. A lot of mystery behind Hunter. Uh, but Wrecker is also climbing up my ranking. So episode two, I thought he was just really funny. Just like big, dumb. Uh, he reminded me of an offensive lineman. Uh, so recently watched the Chiefs Super Bowl mic'd up. 
and there's a moment towards the beginning where they're all getting pumped up and it's all the offensive linemen standing there in the huddle and they all just start knocking helmets like hitting each other in the helmets like getting people getting them pumped up and it reminded me of Wrecker using the gonk droid as his weights uh in episode two and just and and why is he he's afraid of heights yeah that's so weird I don't know why they gave that to him. Any thoughts on that? I have no clue why they did. Yeah, it's kind of pop it in there. And uh, but he 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 ponies up and goes up there. But they kept hammering that point at home. Yeah. So it's like, is that going to come up again at the end? Like he's going to have to save the day. Like who knows? So, but yeah, I liked Hunter. I, I I like them all. They're all really cool. I like their little quirks. Hunter, you know, when the the Kiradak or whatever it is takes Anakin. I mean, just that kind of. You know that he sh- throws caution to the wind and jumps on, <laughs> jumps on to to follow him. That's just pure badassness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I he yeah he doesn't hesitate. He just goes and he knows and his abilities just really cool too like we still haven't seen it fully either so i know that's going to keep coming up but he can sense things and i I don't i don't know if i completely understand his all his uh abilities but yeah i think it's gonna delve into it a little bit deeper and then when he's on the caradax i think is what they're called i still like they look exactly like the gargoyle that sun turns into on mortis and i'm sure there's a reason behind that but like do you see a difference between this reptile and the gargoyle like without zooming in or doing anything like that because to me it like the whole thing just looks the same i mean yeah they, they look similar yeah I, I i haven't i haven't delved down to looking at re going i know we just did the mortis stuff talk a while ago but i i haven't really face to face but yeah they do look similar it looks yeah it looks a lot alike i'm sure nothing with mortis or you know obviously son daughter father are all dead anyways so i don't think that's going to come back up but at the same time we did have morai which is representation of daughter that's with ahsoka so yeah i just i like that we're getting like right into the animal side of things because that's such a cool thing with the animation department is just the mortis and then between the stuff in rebels with the loath cat and the loath wolves and the pergils and everything like that so i love that how they represent that on screen I don't think he wants to connect. You're resisting. He can sense it. He can sense it? What is he, like a Padawan kid? (laughs) You don't seem to be getting it. I get that this furball is trying to kill me. Did you have a favorite part from the episodes, the first two episodes? What was your favorite scene? In the Bad Batch, uh, the, the first episode... Uh, my favorite scene, and it's probably a low-key, uh, I'm a real nerd type of scene, but when they're all together and they're, um, in the, talking at the campfire, you can see these little eyes of creatures in the background, and that's the, uh, the Furnox, and if you remember in Rebels, when, I think it's season one, where, um, Ezra and Kanan are, go back to an axis, they enlist the help of those Fernox and they they try to lure the Inquisitor there. Now they don't they don't succeed, but they do take out a lot of stormtroopers in the past. So and I think I've, I've said this multiple times. My favorite part of all these different avenues of Star Wars is when they tie in together, and I, I think that's just a was a cool little and it's not a major scene. You have to be listening, you have to be paying attention. Uh, but for me. 
Uh, it brings back another series that I loved extremely. Um, just kind of a little tie back in for that. You were totally right from the very first thing you said on how nerdy that was because yeah. that was super, <laughs> super nerdy because that's a, I didn't even notice that. I didn't even recognize that. But, yeah, that's a cool thing. And that's the thing with these is, like, uh, I've watched them a couple times now and just little movements and facial expressions and just little things that you don't catch at all the first time. There's there's so many details packed into the 22, 23 minutes of these episodes. It's just incredible how they tie it all together. And my, and my probably my second favorite would be once Anakin's taken by that Kyrdak, um, you know, once they get to a certain point, Anakin already told them, you know, no, no casualties. They get to that certain point where, you know, Wrecker pushes the, the rock down the hill, uh, Crosshair shoots the, that like electrical boat at the animal to free Anakin. Uh, and they work together. Obviously this is an enhanced clones, but they all work together to, for no casualties and it's kind of like a you know the clones have this ability and what you see in the clone wars you see them very very accurate and going into fights with you know with their hair on fire and doing all things perfectly and it's just funny how then we get to new hope and then they're just bumbling buffoons in there um like it just kind of like what what happened uh so that's <laughs> that little scene there this because they all working together and proving their accuracy, proving their everything that you would want in a good soldier. And then it just goes out the window with the, the bumbling clones or stormtroopers in the, in the original trilogy. Yeah. Their chemistry just, you can tell that they've obviously worked together for a long time, but it's like each of the bad batch clones, like if you put them all together, it would be like super soldier. Like, I think that's probably what, they wanted when they cloned was super soldier type stuff of you put those four together and as one clone and then you clone that like just unstoppable because yeah you're right they they didn't want to kill anyone they didn't kill anyone but they disarmed them like so accurately one of my favorite scenes was from the just from the first episode their first battle scene together when they got shot down and then they have to go up against the droids and just seeing them work all together and the animation was so good the music was so good and yeah you get to see all their abilities right off the bat kind of what they can do and and what they all bring to the table but definitely the my favorite favorite scene of any of them was the new scene which was Anakin and Padme and so we get I didn't think that this was going to be in this episode because they showed the hologram in the trailer I assumed that that would be like episode 9 through 12 something that we don't know is going to happen um, but we get Anakin and Padme so we get Anakin basically like having Rex cover for him so he like gives him that look like hey we have so to go Rex knows. yeah so rex n- totally knows that him and padme are a thing and he's helping him kind of cover it up so he gives him the look of or he gives him the line hey we have that thing to do <laughs> and rex is like uh, no we don't have time for that and anakin's like no like we do and so they go back he goes into his barracks uh takes his helmet in to like act like he's fixing it i guess in the barracks which just is just like dumb Anakin like how do you think that's a good plan so we get Anakin going in there and, and yeah he talks to Padme and the reason I I think that they put this scene here because it like we said it wasn't in the original um, Bad Batch arc is because I still think at the end of the Clone Wars that they're gonna wrap up Anakin's story arc and I think even within the context of 
the Clone Wars, how to wrap his story up is to have him transform into Darth Vader. I mean, we've seen enough in the Clone Wars on his darkness and him making the wrong call and letting his emotions get the best of him, um, where I think that that was, this was added for that reason. I think that they're really setting that up because they have the conversation that Padme says, you thought you could bring a swift end to the conflict single-handedly. And Anakin says, yeah. And that's pretty much what Anakin's whole thing is in Revenge of the Sith, that he wants, uh, he obviously, he wants the power to save Padme, but like, that's his whole thing on Mustafar, is that, um, I have the power now, you know, we can take over, you and I can rule the galaxy and make things the way we want them to be. So it's like totally foreshadowing that moment on Mustafar within Clone Wars, which is just like the coolest thing that they're really going there. And I know in the trailer too, and this isn't really a spoiler since it was in the trailer, but we get what looks like Dark Anakin. And so it's another thing like, I thought this scene would be in the Revenge of the Sith timeline because you can clearly tell Padme's pregnant here. But at, she's holding her belly. And yeah. She and looks like she's wearing the same clothes like when she does go to Mustafar, uh, to me, that same outfit. Uh, I don't know. That's what it looks like to me. Yes, I, I definitely don't know enough about costumes, but that looked, yeah, just like that, that outfit. And so I, that's what I thought it was going to be a hologram from in the Revenge of the Sith timeline. But since we're still ahead of that and we got that and so anakin totally doesn't look down or whatever like he can't tell which is kind of funny because you'd think that he'd sense that or something but but yeah i just i just love that scene and we get across the stars playing like intermittently in their conversation and just showing that connection and showing like where we're gonna go with anakin's story in the clone wars i think it's gonna get pretty dark and pretty emotional there towards the end yeah uh that scene also was cool for me one because it shows that obviously you know that line that you said i totally agree i had that written down as well that uh you know you, you thought it would be in the outer rim sieges would be over because you'd show up and you would just end it didn't you like she just knows anakin so well that's why they're kind of a perfect uh, fit for each other and then from that scene when they're talking to each other you know she's trying to put anakin in the shoes of rex because he's trying to like I don't think Anakin's totally on board um she's like well Rex always has your back maybe you should have his back and it funny later in the episode it kind of comes down to me when Rex is basically kind of like separating himself he's becoming this independent clone and at one 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 part he basically almost turns on his allies he gets into a fight with the bad batch because he'll he'll stop at nothing he knows it's echo he's going to stop at nothing to save echo there's no question about it and he turns on his allies and it's the same thing kind of with anakin foreshadowing you know anakin's going to turn on his allies because he knows he or it's the only way he can save padme so i thought that that's how i took that scene or i took a little tidbit from it so i like that and my also favorite part of that scene was at the end when obi-wan just right right away says which by the way i think obi-wan looks different uh he says uh i hope you said you said hi to padme for me so obi-wan's not an idiot obi-wan knows more i mean he doesn't know the fact that they're actually married but he knows that anakin loves her and what does that foreshadow do we see a little bit more of that you know you have that one in attack the clones in the movies where they're fighting on the plane you know she falls off and anakin wants to drop the ship and anakin's like or uh, obi-wan's like no you can't you'll be expelled from the jedi order so there's stuff like that 
that you kind of see, but obviously Obi-Wan's no fool. And does is Obi-Wan's not saying anything else or not putting anything out there because of, you know, him regretting not pursuing Duchess Satine? I don't know. This is all the stuff that I think about, but that's, that's what my favorite little kind of tidbit. Does that, does that open up more doors later in these episodes with uh, Anakin and Obi-Wan talking about Padme? Yeah, no, it for sure made me think of Satine when Obi-Wan said that, and, like, he knows what's going on, yeah, as far as how in-depth he knows, you know, we don't really know, but we can definitely tell. They have that brother relationship, and it's what we see in Revenge of the Sith with those two characters, and how their relationship evolves from the very beginning on their, you know, last adventure together, basically, to the end where, you know, they have the lightsaber duel and everything. It seems like we're seeing we're, we might see the seeds of that a little bit more here, which would make sense for you know to wrap up Anakin's story in this too. And so I don't know. I just can't wait to get to the last episodes where we're seeing the culmination. I can and I can't because I know it's going to be like super emotional. In the same way with Rex, I mean, I've never felt so bad for Rex as I have in these first two episodes. And, you know, we get him in that first episode looking at that picture of him and Heavy and Fives and uh, Cody and everything and just, like, looking back on on everyone they've lost and then, you know, kind of seeing how Rex's story in the Clone Wars ends because they're kind of building that relationship with him and Anakin as well a little bit more. Um, so, yeah, they're they're definitely going straight for the heart on these episodes and yeah that that scene i think it was only like two or three minutes but like just the emotional weight it carried was was pretty impressive you're late again padme i'm so sorry we didn't anticipate the outer rim sieges would last this long that would be why they call it a siege anakin I know. I just thought that I... You thought you could bring a swift end to the conflict single-handedly. Yeah. (laughs) Anakin, what you're doing is important. The Republic needs you on the front lines, just as they need my voice in the Senate. I know. I like this scene for another reason, but another scene that I really like was the end of episode two. So we get kind of the horror feel once again, and we get Wat Tambor, and he kind of looks like the guy from Saw when he's when he's like talking to them in the end before they get to the chamber kind of looks like he's a villain from a scary movie that it's like okay you have to complete one final step and something like that and so first off we get Wat Tambor which is just amazing because he's one of those like really minor characters that we see in the movies that just has the weirdest look to him so I'm glad we get more of him but we get him at the end of episode two and he's like talking about how this was this major trap that he set uh for them to come and he knew what they were going to do but his trap was pretty much like getting them there so the droids could kill them pretty much and so it's like this big trap and you're dealing with like the best of the best clones and you're dealing with anakin and then you all you have is the droids and he gives them that like get them boys line there where they all come out of nowhere and obviously it doesn't work like they take down the droids pretty much like it's nothing but then rex and uh, tech get in there and they finally find echo and when he first comes out like when he first falls out he's still attached to the chamber somehow but he just looks super dead and it's like he almost kind of looks like undead almost and he just it's so creepy and it's such a 
just within the episode two, we get everything from super fun uh, adventure with the Bad Batch, you know, taking down all the droids and Anakin and all that stuff. We get the Anakin Padme uh, super emotional scene and then we get this like horror like really creepy scene all wrapped into one episode and um and then we get echo out and they get him unattached and then we get rex and him having that super another emotional conversation of you know echo's like oh you came back for me and rex is just like yeah i did i did because rex rex had had those feelings of regret for leaving in there and even early in the episode we see him when he is fighting fighting the bad batch that it's over that because he still feels bad and still has regret so that was that was another one of my favorite parts from the citadel that's what he remembers that's the only thing he remembers is being at the citadel that episode i can't season one or three i can't remember where the citadel is um, but yeah, he, he thinks he's still in the Citadel when he wakes up, which is kind of weird about it too. It's just so dark that they did that. You know, it's dark first off that there's even cloning, you know, and what they're using the clones for, but it's really dark that the separatists took this clone and like hooked him up to this chamber and like have had him there for however long, um, basically feeding them information straight from his brain, but he's, you know, pretty much dead so um but yeah it's it's gonna be cool to see how rex deals with that going forward in the next couple episodes and uh i'm i was never like a huge rex person or rex fan or even like a clone person but like these two episodes have got me totally on board with being a rex fan and ready to see kind of how his story goes yep i agree i i want to see more rex now i mean they made return of the jedi rex a thing so there's a big timeline now to figure out how he realizes you know they already realized about the the chip and that's how two of the his buddies die as well trying to uh prove that um so now yeah what you can already see the seeds of rex trying to separate himself and when does he take his chip out what becomes of him you know it just obviously he's really good friends with ahsoka so do we see it more what happens to these the bad batch in this time lapse you know there's a lot of things to to unwind yeah for sure maybe we'll get uh epilogue at the end and we'll it'll show where all the bad batch uh ended up in like 20 years or in return of the jedi time or something like that or maybe they all don't make it who really knows so yeah, I I don't know. Do you have anything to add on these episodes? I I really really liked both of them. I was really pleasantly surprised that we got a couple added scenes and um, just that they felt like brand new episodes. Because um, I was kind of yeah, I was kind of the same boat as Nick as far as oh we've already seen these four episodes, we know the story. But no, it looks like they're they're strategically placing things you know with the the first episode with rex withholding information from anakin you know and kind of keeping that emotional weight on himself instead of getting anakin involved right away and then in the second episode with padme and anakin i think that the last just as we keep going in this season it's it's gonna be it's gonna be tough but fun to watch yeah i'm excited for this season to to continue to unfold obviously we've seen these next two episodes but We've gotten two new things in each one, um, so hopefully that's a continued trend. Obviously, I don't think we touched on it, but then the and on the Bad Batch, the first episode, in the unfinished reels, when Rex thinks it's Echo, he tells Mace Windu and Anakin, but in this newer episode, he just tells Cody. Um, so 
Also, I think in the second episode, when they got onto the the ship, if I remember correctly, in the unfinished reels, they had Padme on the ship, and it made Anakin mad. And then on this one, like she was the you know the emblem on the plane, it was like her with a blaster. And then she wasn't on the ship, and or she wasn't on an episode. And I can't remember if that was in one of these two episodes. So spoiler, uh, if I ruined that, but um, I, I think it was. I think it was. Yeah, it was painted on the ship, or it was something like that. And yeah. then that wasn't shown in the episode. But instead of that, we actually got actual Padme, yeah, which so maybe that's the trade off. Yeah, which is good because, and I can't remember if it was um, the Q and A with Dave Filoni and the other creators, but I. F- feel like i heard that padme's not really going to have a presence in most of these episodes so i think they were trying to work her in where they could and it was yeah it was good that they got her in there because i want to see more of padme and, and i mean we get so much of that obviously in the movies but like the padme anakin stuff is is just so good and yeah across the stars anytime that plays it's it just like takes me back right to that moment um in attack of the clones where we first hear it and yeah it's just so good love you. You love me? I thought that we had decided not to fall in love. That we would be forced to live a lie. And that it would destroy our lives. I think our lives are about to be destroyed anyway. thing too so we get Watt Tambor and we get Admiral Trench which are two of the like weirdest strangest characters and we get Admiral Trench as a cyborg and we get Watt Tambor who is head of the techno union and he's on the separatists like council because we see him in Revenge of the Sith and I think he's killed by Anakin there on Mustafar I think he was on that council and so we get those two guys back in action and we get like the hologram of trench and just like it looks movie quality it looks so good but between those two between those two guys who do, who wins in a fight between Watt Timber and Admiral Trench <laughs> yeah I think Admiral Trench uh, he's he's shifty I I don't I don't put much stock in any of the separatist leaders they just seem like just goons for Dooku uh I don't really think they have much they always fail I mean they failed every single time that they've been given a mission they haven't hold some, they haven't held the ground or lost the plan or whatever uh so yeah admiral trench and his cyborg body now uh would take down Watt tambor pretty easily i i agree uh i think uh 
Admiral Trench is just, he's, uh, he's resilient, you know, he's been pretty much blown up once and now he's back and he's like good to go. Uh, Watt Tambor, I think is going to have a tough time with range of motion. Like how is he going to do anything? But yeah, you're right. He's like super, just kind of slime ball behind the scenes guy. He doesn't look like he's been out there. You know, we got Admiral Trench, who's an admiral. He's been in the war. He knows what he's doing. So <laughs> I'm just glad those two are back. And, and another thing we get, but we get back in the first episode, like right away is the Roger droids the roger rogers that's why i always call them and i'm just so happy that we have those again because they're just they're funny to me i like the rogers <laughs> you're not a roger fan i'm not a rogers fan i like the ones that they just dropped in this in those other episodes the skinny looking weird ones that or i like the ones that are really fast the the, the assassin droids or whatever yeah that, those are my favorite droids those are good too i it's just fun that's another thing when you pause it and like look at these because there's one scene it's in the it might be in the first episode too but definitely in the second episode like right before anakin goes back to the barracks to talk to padme we get what looks like a mix between an atat and a lugga beast and it's like it's almost like we're seeing that evolution um to building the atats uh, and the ATSTs that we see in Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, so it's like we we're seeing that evolution. We kind of see that too with the um, in Rogue One, how they're you know slightly modified, slightly different, and then even going further, we get in the Last Jedi with the Gorilla Walkers, um, where it's just like we you keep seeing how they evolve, which is so cool. Maybe we should do a whole episode on the evolving uh, ATAT walkers and and how they started way back when. But anyways, that was fun to see. I really liked the first two episodes. I'm really excited for three and four to kind of wrap up the Bad Batch and then get into some pretty heavy stuff with Ahsoka. We know we're getting Maul, and then what is going to be a surprise to me the last episodes we don't really know what's going to happen but i'm hoping it gets into the revenge of the sith timeline we see darth vader we see uh maybe even going a little bit further who knows what they could do i they'll they've surprised us before yep i, I like i think we talked about it before but yeah more uh, if we can see anakin's fights with some of the jedi masters you know see some more of that of him i don't really want to see it but i would be interested to see you know him destroying some younglings um sorry uh, you know this weird thing with just, that i don't want to see it but i but maybe thing. it's a terrible thing but it happens so like i mean it, they they made an, an episode arc about the younglings they make them important yoda's they're yoda's most important thing child mind of a child how amazing it is or whatever that line is i mean um, but yeah, Maul and the Siege of Mandalore, obviously I hopefully give us something that connects to the Mandalorian, uh, any information there is going to be great. What's Maul been doing this whole time until Rebels? Um, you know, uh, Ahsoka, where does she go before she meets up with the ghost crew? Um, yeah, a, a whole bunch. How much more do they find out about Palpatine? You know, um, they can go so many ways. Wish the episodes were an hour each, but i'll take 23 minutes or whatever it is yep for sure and yeah i i'm excited to see the end of anakin's arc in the clone wars but i don't think we need to see the end of the younglings arc i think we got that in one episode (laughs) or whatever it was couple episodes i don't think we need to go too far into that but uh yeah there's there's a lot of good stuff to come i'm super pumped to see how it goes uh gonna be a long 10 weeks even though these first two have gone by like super fast i yeah i just it's nice to have something to look forward to every friday in the world of star wars now 
I agree. So I think that wraps it up for us for episode seven. Thank you for listening. And uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Force Time Pod. Still racking up those followers over there. Uh, Give us a follow there. And yeah, thanks again for listening. And may the Force be with you. Thank mm-hmm. you.